there's demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside So I didn't get around to watching any horror movies But I started getting into um, uh, some more horror games uh, lately and one of them that's been very interesting is um, uh, they're going back to the really scary nature of the Resident Evil games. Mm -hmm. um, and wh why I'm talking about this, <laughs> yeah. giving me a look right now. Um, no, no, I, I get the segue. It's I, wonderful. Oh, okay, fair By enough. the way, well done. Um, no, uh, is um, Resident Evil, they started getting into real action stuff. Um, and their newest game has gone back to what the classic was, which was a very creepy horror experience i think um, i think i've actually played those earlier resident the, evil games and i remember them being terrifying yeah you the, never know when a creature of sorts is gonna just yes and they're leap out at you and they're hard to kill and they're high pressure and it's like a really great visceral visceral scare um and one of one thing that that reminded me of and netflix helped with this reminder as well is um we got the silent hill movie which comes from a game um, I think that's that's why we brought it up. I think that's the one we should do. Yeah. Um, I love the Silent Hill movie. I love yeah. it so much. I don't know how it's going to hold up because I believe it is 2006. It's uh, It's been a little while. It's, it's a bit aged. It's kind of crazy to think that it's been 11 years now since that movie came out. Yeah, and it's weird to see an 11-year-old movie just suddenly appear on Netflix, too. Right. It's like newly added this week. Yeah. Know, Silent Hill. I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, I, I honestly, I can't remember finishing this movie, which is weird, because I remember being excited about it. I remember the trailers looking super scary. Mm -hmm. I remember all the hype from the video game community about how this is a great, terrifying video game, so it's it going to translate into a very scary movie experience. One of the few at the time, like, uh, Resident Evil is a good comparison, because when the games back in the day were, like, real pixelated and, like, looked dumb mm -hmm. by today's standards, they could still freak you out. They had some really good, you know, content at their core, right? And the movie, I believe, it has been a while, but I believe the movie is still is full of that. It is scary. It's weird. Hmm. It's got really unique looking Silent Hill aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and it's creepy. And that's that's what I remember is just the very unique aesthetic. Deep fog, yes. slow moving monsters. Um, yeah, uh, triangle head or pyramid head is one of the big centerpiece monsters. We'll see him. Um, I, yeah, I can't I can't remember the specifics of what they look like. For some reason, my mind keeps throwing Pan's Labyrinth characters into uh, that. Sure, fog. yeah, yeah. That's it's it's in that sort of like wheelhouse <laughs> yeah. of like yeah. of images. But perfect, um, perfect imagery for like a horror aesthetic. It's just yeah. a person alone in a desolate town. Empty buildings everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, slowly putting together the story. Um, I've always found Silent Hill to be really emotional. Like, that's another thing that makes it really good and has always been a component of my favorite horror stories. Uh, this might be coming back to me a little bit. Is it The Loss of Her Daughter? Mm -hmm. Is that? Or The Loss yeah. of the Child? That's part of the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, she went to Silent Hill. She's in this place called Silent Hill. Yeah, it's... Great, yeah. It is this... Oh, it's such a cool, like, inside its own little world folklore story. I love it. It's gonna... This is so fun. As a video gamer who's also a fan of horror movies, um, was is this one of the better video game adaptations? Are there a lot... I mean, I Resident Evil, like you implied earlier, doesn't necessarily do justice to the scarier ones. It yeah. seems to be more of an action movie. That's what they bought into. Um, and, like, Resident Evil has these zombie components to them. Like, I guess that's at their core what the games are um but it's more about this virus that can become any sort of crazy 
supernatural monstery thing. Right. Um, so they just steered into that cool monster action guns, mm-hmm. leather wearing superhero and uh, aesthetic. Right. Whereas Silent Hill has always been more about just the slow, creepy walk through, just like you said, the abandoned town, like that, or the school, wherever building they're in is always just so gross and creepy and the world falls apart. It's so mm. gross looking, um, very isolating. That's cool. So they've yeah. really carved a very particular feeling yeah. for and themselves. I, uh, yeah, and to answer, your, to answer your question, I, I'm kind of talking out of my ass right now. Um, Please. Because, there's not that many of them, but I think it's probably the best, in my opinion, um, game to movie ad- adaptation. Mm-hmm. That was really successful at being like what the game was. Right. Because, I mean, there's not a ton of them. It's like... There isn't, no. Prince of Persia, Resident Evil, World of Warcraft came out recently. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Um, and none of those Super are... Mario Brothers from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Trust the fungus. None... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Classic... Space Network a lot. Yeah, classic Super Mario movie. That was amazing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, none of those are good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're still kind of... Well, yeah, maybe this one is number one. Or maybe we're still waiting for, like, a, a perfect yeah. video game... There's been adaptation. a couple cool, like, um, Dead Space and Halo have had some cool ones, but they're, like, mm-hmm. very cinematic, like, games anyway. You probably, maybe I'm opening a huge can of worms here, but there seems to be an interesting story behind the failure of the Halo movie to get made. That there's been, like, a lot of weird studio yeah. stuff. Microsoft made some bad moves. Well, I think one of the coolest components of that whole story is, I believe, and this is me just putting, like, things together, I believe it largely led to Neil Blomkamp doing District 9. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because he was brought on by Peter Jackson to do Halo, and Mm -hmm. then because of money it fell through, so he gave him a different project to do, which was his little short film, Alive in Joburg, so it turned into a pretty uh, Not a bad trade-off, because I love that movie. It's fantastic. Probably better than the Halo movie would have been. Probably. Um, Yeah, so uh, to to bring this back, to uh, away from video games and back to horror. See um, this maestro. Wrap it all up nicely. <laughs> um, I ju- I'm just so excited to get this. And another thing about this one um, is, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it has much silly or funny about it. It's going to be pretty straight up stiff um, horror and despair and great we need we need some of that we've been laughing a lot lately we've been Mm -hmm. enjoying the lighter side of the genre it's time to get back into yeah we did the Uh, deep dark scary side of war we did final girls Mm -hmm. um leprechaun i think this is the third time listening but just just in case you missed i'm just gonna keep saying these because i gotta i gotta (laughs) for my because but and then also not far before that was like get out which i also found very very fun yeah it's a very light you're right so troll hunter was like kind of just a fun romp more than it was scary we need to we need to get into deeper darker types of horror movies for sure i'm feeling that too let's do it all right cheers let's do it cheers What do you think the what would you guess the budget of that movie was? Three hundred trillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> did you look it up? I did. I looked it up. Okay, let me actually guess. Um eighty mil. It's fifty million dollars. Okay. Fifty which is I was really spitballing or but like okay. It's yeah, that's it's, a it's a ton of money for like that time and I don't mm-hmm. think we'll ever see a horror movie made for like at least <laughs> in the near future. That much money. I mean this is at a time where the studio understood the formula as, oh, if we put up $50 million for a good supernatural horror movie, it'll bring in a lot of cash. 
Like the Ring movies were fifty million dollars each as well. Oh shit! Okay, so that's high so yeah, level. They're spending that kind of money on a horror movie, whereas now like Blumhouse is proving that you can bring in for more five. money for four or five million. Yeah, well, considerably more money because you're not investing it in the production costs. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and even still, they're overall they're bringing in more than these movies were. Sure. Overall, sure. like the Silent Hill brought in, it only made back $48 million in the domestic box office. It tried. They lost $2 million because <laughs> they had to just get a few more Beatles in those scenes. They had to. It, well, the thing is, like, you can see every cent of it on screen, which is, like, you know, it speaks to the movie's credit, I think. Yeah, um, there are so many insane sets, graphic sequences. The, just the fading from day to night, like that like dissolving of the world into that industrial like mining mm-hmm. hell. Watching it just the world peel away, essentially. Yeah, yeah into like metal, rusted metal, basically. Yeah. So not only do you, for a lot of these sets, you had duplicates of like the industrial set and then just the real world set where it'd be wooden doors instead of steel doors yeah wooden walls and wallpaper instead of like chain link fence yeah you're just like using the same general like room and hallway but completely having to remaster it in rusted disgusting decrepit bloody rusted metal yeah yeah. i'd be so curious to watch a behind the scenes type thing on this film how they put it together there's so much happening there's so many questions about it too like in that like it's from 2006 and like you mentioned like yeah, you don't. You just don't put that money into horror movies these days. No, and they didn't make their money back. But like, so what do you think motivated that decision? Like, that's so strange to me because like that wasn't at a time where video game movies yeah were a thing, right? Like, again, I think because The Ring was doing and The Grudge, those were the two kind of predecessors of this film, right? Sure. Like this film would have been in development two thousand four, two thousand five, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. even earlier. So they were right in the wake of oh look, all these spiritual horror movies. They, yeah, they cost a bunch to make, but they bring in high yields. And at the same time, I'm assuming Silent Hill had huge hype in the video game community of being like a very scary movie. So I can see why this would seem like a winning formula. Yeah, it's it's just so strange to like your con- your content being from a video game. The um the connection being to like Grudge and and um, The Ring, like mm-hmm. being like these are movies right now that would really fly. Seems like someone had like the sense to go like you know what exists already that's done that you know what subject matter is already out there that's kind of like that Mm -hmm. silent hill like that i don't know that seems like it must have been some sort of pioneering of like what if we used a video game you know what if we use some story that completely existed in the video game world Mm -hmm. i don't know that doesn't i don't think that exists anywhere else like i'm racking my brain i can't think of anything else that in terms of another video game that would be that would justify some studio who is trying to like Mm. be a part of the times spending so much money to put out the story of a video game yeah even like i think at the time this just wasn't considered an exorbitant amount it was just understood it's like this is what it costs we're making a movie to do something good like this we have to put up the cash and And if we're gonna do it well and if we're gonna really tap into all those video gamers who really praise this story for how terrifying it is Mm -hmm. we need to really make sure the effects are there oh god yeah that's that does seem like where the budget went is to just like putting together these monsters in this world and the perpetual like smoke and ash and each new room she walks in is like an elaborate crazy set design and insane post-production graphics that Mm -hmm. are happening yeah like and it it seems like that's what video games are like too is like they have to design a room 
and then make you stay in that room for a long time and make it interesting and scary and things change and things happen and then you move on to the next one you know through some little connection you know like jumping from one building to the other through a window yeah they're like again so this is where i'm interested to get your take on um how much this this story relates to the actual original video game because when you're watching the movie it does like you just said a lot of moments feel like a video game where Mm -hmm. oh you have to get across how do you do it oh you use that cable and that will get you across the fact that the whole pov was just from the mother the whole time and she's constantly being led by different characters into different rooms different scenarios she constantly Mm -hmm. is getting directions the thing felt like a video game getting little clues and following that to the next possible place it's very linear in its direction even though it feels like you're in this abandoned ghost town and you could go anywhere and she just meanders and ends up places but it feels so linear Mm -hmm. and then there's all these little eras like where she's not perpetually bombarded by like let's say the fire the ash baby things from the beginning right she deals with that one time she deals with um, the nurses one, one time. time. Each one is like a mini boss. Yeah, and to get past. exactly like a mini boss or experience, you know, that you have to have to play through. And she gets through that. And a lot of those are very thematically similar to how the game played out, right. which is so cool to me. Like I love it so 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 much. Um, and then another um, is the story the same as very the close. Game? Yeah, yeah, it's very very close. There's different characters, um, and in fact, the main character is the father, not the mother. Mm. Um, and I think that the the cop, now they changed the cop into two characters, the one who's in Silent Hill and the one who's with um, the husband outside of Silent Hill. Like yeah. They split that up into two separate storylines for the movie. Oh, in the video game, it's one. It's one. Cop. There's a cop who's there with, um, yeah, with them. Huh. Um, and Alessa is still the main girl and it's still about like her soul being fractured in several the good separate version, parts. The bad version. About how, yeah, they burned her up and stuff. Like it's very close. Like it right. starts with... Um, he, I think it's more like he happens to be there, but like he's driving through Silent Hill and he crashes mm-hmm. and then wakes up and the kid's gone. Right. So I think it's really cool that they changed all the, the main characters to women. I think that was really cool. Like, yeah, it was just a bunch of women. I, I had that thought watching it too. Halfway through is, oh, these two main characters are both women and yeah. the main antagonist character is also the, a woman. Of yeah, the yeah, town. yeah. Yeah. That's like kind of who you're dealing with. And then outside of that story is where the the men's stories take place yeah absolutely i mean the movie's long right did you yeah. did it feel kind yep. of long like it feels long it feels choppy i think that it could be edited a lot better i, I think, think you could cut it down i think yeah. you could cut it way better almost to the point where i think i don't know how much sean bean's character plays into the story like how essential that is like mm-hmm. the father it just seems like it doesn't really contribute to the general what's happening yeah, he, you know what I mean? well, especially the updates we get throughout, where he's visiting the back orphanage. I guess that provided some exposition. Yeah, well, what um, the main thematic reason for him being in the movie is he is representing the real world, and she is in the Silent Hill created mm-hmm. misty world. Right, and so much so, right at the very end, they're in two separate versions of reality. Yeah, they're both in the house. Like she even opened the door; the door's open now. Um, but uh, she's in the Silent Hill one. Realm, yeah. And he's in the real one. Just like when he was there in Silent Hill looking for them. The um, They said it early in the movie, and this is a key that helps you understand. Only the um, evil one, chosen one, something like that. Only the special one, who is represented by Sharon, the little yeah, girl, yeah. Um, can open the door to Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. So the same way, only with her in the car could she drive in. Only with her in the car could she drive out. You know, interesting. So is then I wonder if in that last shot, the daughter is the one who opens the door because she's the one who has access to. She can 
she can potentially mess with matter in both the Silent Hill realm and the real world. Uh, potentially, potentially the two of them together, or when she is in the picture, right. everyone involved is able right. to. Everyone involved is manifested in the yeah. real world a little bit more. But even though, even without her, um, uh, Scene Bean was able to identify mm-hmm. her. <laughs> Stokely Bokley. He smelled her perfume when they were in the school. You're right in Silent Hill, and yeah. he was like, and he got a at, sense that they were both there. Yeah, at the end, and yeah. he didn't believe that she wasn't there, mm-hmm. even though he's like. And then that was so brilliant because he's like. I smelled her perfume. I know she's here. She's here. She's here. And he's like, she's not here. It's obvious. Put your mask back on. The fumes are getting to you. Yeah. And it's such a believable, like... It is. Um, in fact, I was hope- I was wondering if you were going to comment on the fact that they introduced the fact that there are fumes, like toxic fumes, and that all this crazy shit was happening. Yeah. I'm like, I really if hope it's all that you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you wanted it. like, none of this shit ever happened. Yeah. Well, when they said it was all on like a coal mine or something, and that's, that's what eventually burned down the town... That I got that impression that oh yeah these fumes are affecting people yeah. and but I right away understood it as oh they're going to use it for people to rationalize anything okay. that's ever seen yeah. in this town and that's what they did and I thought yeah. that was a really clever way to like like yeah. disguise what was, was actually happening. But going back to the editing issue, I mean it's okay. it's so strange that you're you're an hour and a half into the movie and then it just goes back to this. It ends up looking really bad. I thought the the old movie effect yeah. where they're showing the people in the town way earlier that just did not look right. Like they did not spend enough time with it, and it's awkward because you're putting the whole story on pause. And it's like I feel like it's a 15 minute exposition scene. It's a long one where we have to go back and learn. Like I think there's got to be a more effective way of getting that information. Maybe peppering it in during the story, but it just it felt weird. It's like okay, pause the movie. Let's go back and watch this horribly shot, and it, it doesn't look convincing. It looked like a cheap effect. It was film. very annoying that it went through this like evil version of a grainy like twenties like projector exactly, or something. Exactly. Like yeah, it was black it rather didn't, than that. It did not sort work. Of brown. It took me right out of the movie. Fair enough. And me too. I was like waiting for it to come back, and then like the fact that she had her eyes covered at the beginning with that drowning out light, um, rose that is, um, and then it comes back with her uncovering yes, her eyes yes. and having knowing all the information. I'm like. Alright, the, the, that's at least good bookends for that flashback, which was awkwardly presented, but mm-hmm. I think what happened there, and this is another thing that I think is run off from video game storytelling, mm-hmm. is you, first of all, in a video game, at the very minimum, your campaign or your story is told over about eight hours yeah. rather than two. So you do have a lot of, like, you can shoehorn in a whole story right in the middle and tell it in about 15 minutes, and it seems pretty it works in, in that context. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the fact that they had that story where, okay, we have to explain why it's all fire, mm-hmm. why it, why she's so mad at everyone, mm-hmm. what actually happened to her, and then all the time that's passed and why everybody could be have these two separate things, and then also do the backstories of about four characters, yeah. all in this, like, yeah, like, I don't know if it was 15 minutes, but it was long. It felt very long. Seven to ten, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. A lot, sure. And and you're you're right. I think it's a very big challenge to adapt something like a very expansive video yeah. game that's like however many hours of gameplay into a film. But if it's going to work, it needs to. You need to have someone who's very judicious with editing sure. and can and can actually make it work yeah. in a film story. Because I don't, I don't know if it translates as well as it could have. It's certainly that part is certainly one of the ones where you kind of have to roll your eyes a little bit and yawn and check your phone. And it's not the best component mm-hmm. of the movie, mm-hmm. but it does like. If they didn't do it, 
or I'm sure they could have done it better. I'm sure just with the editing and with like, is this really that important to the story? Yeah, they could have like make it made it a little specific, like specifically mm-hmm. better. I, yeah, you need some like writers who don't who aren't even familiar with the video game to maybe come in and just say, okay, here's what works as a story for a film and what doesn't work. We sure. need to flip this yeah. around. Um, well, I what I'm what I'm saying is like that. Let's say it's ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I think that ten minutes of a two-hour movie. Um, I need it to justify the story that's being told. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it needs to be in there in some form. It could have been shorter, and I think better done, or done in smaller chunks throughout the whole movie. Yeah, well, and, and definitely not presented in that way. The not way with that looked. weird... Maybe open editing. the movie. Open the movie with that scene. You're in Silent Hill, you yeah. know, before all the shit goes down. Yeah, show but, some scenes, and then cut to present day and start there, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but perhaps. then it's not the reveal, because you've seen the little girl's face and stuff. Like, I, I get it's it. True. Maybe I get why they did it, is because, like, even in those games, you, like, you kind of go, like, alright, well, I don't get to play for the next ten minutes while they tell me something annoying. Mm-hmm. I get that. But, like, right. it does justify a lot of amazing stuff around it. Yeah. And um, I'm only defending it because of how much I love No, no, no. No, I get um, it. And I think, but you're I think right. there, you're... Are a ton, there are a ton of merits and things that I like about this you're movie. You're right. Too. That was the most awkward, difficult to watch moment. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, come yeah. on. Let's get back to the cool stuff. And, and you do like the cool stuff. But because you're flip-flopping back and forth between the cool Silent Hill world and the kind of grounded normal world, it takes you out a little bit. As opposed to just committing fully. Yeah, you're making a good case for taking the like husband's side out of it. Yeah, just take it right out. And just let's remain in Silent Hill. And then in the end we can end up back there perhaps but i definitely would want to read but at the very least i'd want to re-edit the movie with the footage that's there at most i'd want I think to you rework could, the story a little i think bit. you could do really well just by re-editing the movie a little bit um yeah but there is something to be said about like sean bean's like side story i remember feeling this like deep sense of dread for him like because um they're in silent hill or um he wants to be on the megaphone when they're driving through silent hill to like yell like are you here rose sharon are you here yeah but they're like nine times out of ten when something like this happens the wife and kid aren't running off because they want the husband to find them so then that's not what's going on at all Mm -hmm. right she really just this kid is having these weird um sleepwalking events that are gonna lead to her death yes um so the mother's like we need to figure out this whole silent hill mystery I think that could have been done way better mm-hmm. uh, from the mother's logic. I think she could have handled that a lot better <laughs> than just driving off in the middle of the night and running from a cop, but whatever. Very strange. And I think the, when the cop ran these plates, they would have found right away that the husband called him in. I mean, if the husband canceled the credit cards, then he would have, yeah, yeah, would have yeah. called the police too. So my wife took off. But yeah, probably. again, yeah, these aren't the main things I want to... No, no, this isn't what the movie's about. It's more just like yeah. um, the, the little things that take you out mm-hmm. of how good it mm-hmm. could have been. Although I still think it's like a stellar visual experience for like creepy. absolutely like the, at least it's very it's money well spent in those mm. scenes where they show those insane surrealistic demon-like characters that are just so bizarre and you know so little about so and they're so menacing and terrifying definitively silent i loved hill. that like <sighs> i just yeah th- those were the best moments of the movie yeah for and sure. so um those i'm gonna break those down for us right now those happen in a few chunks what's the first it? one is demon babies yes okay crying out right screaming crying half like um like kind of uh poorly developed so they're all crumpled in on themselves with little burned spots and now what made them disappear was it that it was it became morning again it was Uh, just the end of the silent hill part of the day i think because they just all of a sudden just evaporated they all evaporate and then she woke up yeah right yeah so they must be that it must be the end of the yeah and that's that's what happens every time yeah but like that's almost like intentionally done with this character because you remember that um and this is going to be overarching for all of them alessa 
who is controlling this whole experience. Mm-hmm. The good component of her is Sharon, which is the adopted daughter yes. of Rose. Yeah. So that being said, is she's extended this sort of like proxy, like um, I don't know. They they don't don't fuck with her too bad. This sort of like reprieve because of that connection. So the demons don't have power over the good side of. It's Ola- not that the demons Alessa. don't have power of it, but I feel like Alessa in her grand like. Um, puppeteering of this whole hell that is silent hill in the nighttime Mm -hmm. outside of the church everywhere else is hers and the deeper you go the worse it is um but that in the whole puppeteering of all that terrible bullshit i think there is some sort of proxy sympathy that um reaches the mother and so like while the demons are still trying to go for it like you know the doors hold Mm -hmm. and you know he can't, like a uh, pyramid head can't quite reach his, his knife through the door I, stuff like that. I, I loved watching that scene. Oh god damn. Yeah. Was Which that is, so I guess this is the second one now, right? No, pyramid that's head. not the second one. The second one is um, when the cop shows up and there's that weird thing walking with the, the without the like, arms yeah. and has the chest. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all like yeah, like a kind of inflated chest, really rib cagey and then no features over its whole body. But how is this thing a threat? Does it even have a head? Did it it have spit acid all over her. Okay, the, okay. Yeah. So that's why you can't approach it. The middle okay. part and it's yes. so yeah. Basically, it's this big inflated torso with no arms and no real face. Yeah. And a little kind of hole in the middle of the torso. But it pukes up black acid that yeah. will char you. Exactly. And she shoots the shit out of it. And you have to consider, like, a police officer on duty, like, what do they have, two, three clips with them at an absolute maximum? She used probably most of one to take down that one creature. Yeah. She only had one left by the time Pyramid Dude trapped them in the... Yeah. In the chambers. Oh, my God. And that was... Okay, so then our... Um, number three. Number three is actually we see the guys in the suits and then the bugs but the bugs are brought on by pyramid head guys in the suits the guys in the yeah they get their ones with the canary and they get attacked by the bugs first right but so i assumed those guys in the suits were they were the townsfolk yeah Yeah. they're townsfolk they were working underneath the main um apocalyptic preacher female yeah exactly matriarch of the town essentially and they yeah but they split once they saw the canary freaking out because i guess that's their warning that twilight's coming we gotta get out of here uh yeah or the canary um uh, just thematically this is so good the canary is what miners would have brought with them yeah canary and a coal mine into the mines right and so these guys are all relics of that town and they were it was a mining town ah yes right so they've got the canary, and the canary goes off not because like there's suddenly gas for no, like watch out for gas. It's pyramid head, and all of these creatures are from the bowels of this city coal fire. That's great writing, and, yeah. yeah. And so That's when really he shows good. up, he's the canary freaks out. How good is that? That's really good, right? So yeah. then pyramid head shows up, and he's just you know he's dragging one of their like mostly bug eaten corpses, yeah, surrounded oh in God. like a tidal wave of bugs. Um, with Cloud Sword from Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, with the, <laughs> lots of video game references in this one. I love it. Um, yeah, so the unbelievable. Are you that I had that video game reference? Yeah, up and here? not only just the Final Fantasy Sword, but Cloud, Cloud Sword from Final Fantasy yeah. VII. Well done. Um, it's the only Final Fantasy I know. <laughs> well, you uh, nailed you nailed it. it, and it really fits here. Yeah, he drags that huge, and it's more like even like a knife because it's like kind of curved the way that it is. It's curved. It's, it's so huge. sharp. It can penetrate steel doors, no problem. Pyramid like, Head is unstoppable. That's like the thing about him. You mentioned that when we were watching it. That he's he, <laughs> yeah. so in the video game, he's constantly following you, mm-hmm. and also he can't be killed. So he's a force that, yeah. when you're playing the game, makes you keep going. You can't stall and pause at yeah. any point. You have to keep going forward. That's right. And you do. There are situations where you do fight Pyramid Head, but you don't beat him by killing him. You yeah. beat him by like immobilizing him for mm-hmm. enough time to get through the next door yeah. or to get away. Gotcha. Yeah. 
that's, you never you don't that's beat wonderful him. yeah and I love that. So, so he's not even like a real final boss of sorts. He's just a menacing figure that's part of this world. Yeah, he's like worse than the boss. There's a situation where like it, he might be helping you throughout the games. What? Yeah, like just what he does sort of encourages you to move forward rather than stopping you. Man, I got to get into horror video games. That sounds There's like a blast. nothing like them. There's nothing it like horror like games. like a blast. Because again, what we love so much is the immersive experience and a video game puts you in the driver's seat. You are a lot more, you care a lot more about the protagonist when you are. When you're, when you are actively pressing buttons in a way that is trying to prevent them from dying. Yeah. Them dying is way worse. Yeah. You know? So I'm interested in like what pyramid head, is that the official name? Like Mm -hmm. that's how he's known. Okay. Um, I'm pyramid head. How many other gruesome things does he do? Because in this movie, it is insane when he picks up the random townsfolk, Ten, townswoman and rips off her skin. Yeah, that was one of the worst things ever. That was so good. And then throws the skin at the door of the chapel like a fuck you guys. Right as the doors are closing, so just a little bit of the blood gets them. Yeah, on the face sprays on her face, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of moments where blood splatters on the main character's face, which is, and they're all comical. You're gonna like this. Um, remember the um, the huge climactic, the worst death in the whole thing with the. Um, the barbed wire uh, to the matriarch of the church. Ripped in half. Ripped in half. Yeah. Um, the barbed wire grabs her by all her limbs, spread eagle, and then goes up the bottom of the skirt and then out her belly. It was... And tears her apart. And then when she gets torn apart and her blood is raining down, the horrible the little, little girl, girl is dancing, dancing in it. Dancing and the blood coming down. That's when I was like, what the fuck you, is this scene? You cackled out loud. <laughs> I loved I loved that whole sequence. That, that sequence was amazing. was amazing, hilarious. If anything, the gore was almost a little too sanitized. Like it people so were getting ripped and like shredded by barbed wire. Yeah. But it was very like accessible and not too that's, hard. You know what I mean? That's like, an approachable to watch. Approachable two thousand six gore. Right. That's what that was. Because they're trying to appeal to everyone. If you're spending yeah. the fifty mil, that's yeah. for everyone yeah it's like when a body is getting ripped apart by barbed wire it kind of is like a firework of blood like it doesn't it's not really believable it's almost like the blood censors how violent it is yeah which is crazy to say but like it does no it is it makes like for some reason it's very easy to watch people getting ripped apart by barbed wire in this movie and it almost shouldn't you want it to be more intense yeah like there's just the one guy who mm -hmm. like after she stabs the dude in the chin and he's dead yeah. Then the next dude comes up, and the barbed wire just grabs him and t- tears him into, like, three big chunks. But yeah, that should be viscerally more of a tangible experience than yeah. it was. Like, it just, it felt like... It was kind of like, just oh, like good. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, they just dissipate. Yeah, like, a little bit. Um, like, some, I want some crunchy sounds. Like, I don't know. Uh, it should have yeah. been a little bit more. But I did love that whole, like, it was so absurd and so crazy to watch just... This girl on the bed, you know, Alessa on the bed, just completely bedridden, but being supported by a just web of barbed wire that she's using as her tentacles just yeah. to fly around. And actually, that was the only point in the movie where I thought, was this released in 3D in theaters? Because there's a lot of, like, barbed wire throwing barbed wire screen. at the screen. Yeah. So it felt like... I could see it. <laughs> I bet. I bet if we Google So much be... blood, 3D blood. Yes. Then. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So I think this might have been, like, the the start. Like, mid-2000s was when all those... Like, when people, when studios started just saying, hey, we can charge another four bucks if we make some things throw at the screen every once in a while. Yeah, but that also means, like... I guess it's you get some people who understand money and well enough you can figure this out but like then you got to bring in those cameras and shoot it in 3d mm. you can't just add that in 
I guess you kind of. So can. it's more right. So it might. You're saying it might not even be a cost benefit thing potentially. The potentially, but like I don't know yeah. what the fuck I'm talking about. And I don't. I really don't. It never really does much for me. No, the 3D thing. If it's but the thing is, I think there's a huge difference between like adding a 3D effect and shooting the whole film in 3D in, in actual 3D. And it right. comes off well because yeah, the whole thing was made that way. And I think some movies look pretty good. You're right, and you can tell they have like just much more depth to them when yeah. you're watching. It's not just like images selected to be yeah. brought out closer than others. Exactly, like it looks like paper. There's there's cutouts. something. Exa- yeah, it does. It's got these like these deep layers to it, and I don't know. It kind of you can go for a different shot, like something mm-hmm. that would look like this is way too busy. Right. The layers of 3D, like you can cl- your brain can clearly understand it. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of situations where a 3D shot looks better than a regular one, but you don't get the side by side very often. Right. So I mean, not to say that there is any 3D in this for sure, <laughs> but like, hey, kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> it could it can be a lot of fun. It, it, yeah. I'm sure it can be a lot of fun. Sometimes it's fun, and that's yeah. all you can really hope for yeah. for 3D. But just. I love a good carnage third act, and that this movie delivered on that. Pays like, just all the townspeople in there. But and even then, like, this this townsfolk, like, I wish I wish they would have maybe been introduced earlier in the film, because like, they end up being so central by the end. But you don't even really get to meet them until that kind of second act when they approach the church. Yeah, but, yeah, but they explain everything pretty clearly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the town, the way that they are in current day when the movie happens, and the way that they were when they burned this little girl, they were the same. They right. were this overly religious, they listened to this matriarch, and it caused them to be damned. And this is recent. Like, Probably. this is like six, seven years ago, right? Um, yeah, they... because it was like a little girl, um, and uh, she, she was like nine or, or something. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Sean Bean goes to say, he's like, because he finds her face in the registry, and she looks exactly like Sharon, the Celeste yeah. girl. But it's like she would be forty by now, right? So if she was nine at the time, so theoretically it's been about thirty years. And then they, the girl says it's been thirty years. So the time frame is thirty years. <laughs> it is, but then how? How is the child only still nine years old and not thirty? Um, when she's adopted by the outside world, because um, the little girl of Alessa, after the spirit fractures off for whatever yeah. reason removes this girl from the town at a separate time from this event happening. It's after she's been burned, after the dark part of Alessa meets the burned Alessa. Right. And they combine, the, it's after that fact, which is after the burning, after all the events, that mm-hmm. this little baby is brought to the orphanage. Okay. So then theoretically nine years after that event right. is the... Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was definitely a little shaky on like some crucial narrative aspects. Yeah. And so with and, context, you can't put it together, but I've seen this more than once. And fair, really fair. Get, so I know what's happening. So here's another question. Sure. Who's Alessa's father? Who is Alessa's father? Yeah. I think you, see, it, you see that solo woman who's like just like um, chastised for being a witch because her daughter yes, and, has these abilities. And they also say, the matriarch at one point says in that flashback, it's like, just say his name. But she won't. So they don't actually say it in the in the uh, movie, and nor is that the component in the story because, um, I mean, it, it may be in the story and I don't remember it. But yeah. like again, it's not the mother, it's the father who's, or sorry, yeah, it's the father in the story, the adopted father. Yeah. Um, so not to say that that changes the narrative too much about the No, I'm just wondering, who, mother. what is her origin? Is it I, some demon? Is in the it... movie, they don't say they're so it's saying. just it's left open what what yeah. the father is yeah and it just does... say the name of the father and yeah. she either may not be saying the name of the father because the father is an evil demon or just because she's done something immoral by sleeping with some man right and she wasn't that could to. be but there's, there's got to be some some force at play to allow alessa to be this child that gets fractured and has you know these both evil sinister forces yeah. and these good these good sides that are represented by Sharon. Yes. But but still, there's some crossover. Like, they're kind of linked somewhat. 
And there's this big moment near the end where she tries to tell Sharon, keep your eyes closed. Sharon's the name of the daughter, right? Yes. She says, Sharon, keep your eyes closed, but she opens them. Right. And then the evil fragment of Valesa smiles and looks into her eyes, which yep. leads me to believe that that was like an entry of sorts. So yes, I agree. She's, so Sharon now is carrying well, that's, the evil side well, with that, her. Or I the think full... that's what we were seeing in the very end when they drive home. They drive all the way home and they walk in the door and they finally made it back, but they're not home. They're still in this place. And that's because What's-Her-Face so. is hitching a ride? I think so. Yeah. I think that's the evil mm-hmm. twist ending is that they end up still in the Silent Hill world. It's, it's a remarkably, it doesn't, give you all the answers at the end to what's yep. actually happening. So I don't know if the intention was, we got to franchise the fuck out of this. Like, look, Ring and Grudge are already on 2 and 3. We can Silent Hill for at least 10 if we just leave all these It's It's possible. It's it's tough, but um, to say the same, like if it came from a book or if it came from like a previously existing movie or show, like what their intention was with doing something like this. Like, yeah. I don't think that this was incredibly rushed. Like, I think it was... Um, you get the gist, right? Like, you know, yeah, the storytelling? You get enough. You get enough yeah. of the story. And while there are some kind of loose ends, and I would have, I would have liked 20 minutes off of the movie, I think. Fair enough. Um, and I think it could have been chopped up. I do, like, those visual elements are so unique and so powerful. Mm-hmm. They clearly spent such a good amount of time. Like, even those beetles are just terrifying little sinister motherfuckers. Yeah. And, and when it face on its side, then they have little, like, human-like faces. Screaming. Like, yeah. Screaming. I'll fuck you up. Yeah. yeah. What the hell is that? Like, yeah. that's that's disturbing. That's, like, that is why we need more video game movies, because, like, mm-hmm. there are some concepts that just haven't been done on film that have been done in games yeah. that are cool yeah. as shit. So, th- with the pyramid person, you knew that, oh, they almost got away by fluke. Like, they would not have been able to survive that. They stalled him long enough for daylight to come, and then they happened to get out. Um, but with the nurses, it felt so much like a video game in that, oh, if you turn off your light and, or even put yeah. the light down to distract them, then you can get yeah. through okay. Move very slow. Try not to touch them or let them hear you. And, in fact, you can use them to kill each, each other. other. Like, that yeah. felt like, yeah. when I was playing them, I'm like, oh, this would be, a, like, I felt a video game-like satisfaction at her figuring out how to get past them yeah. and slash yeah. each other. Exactly. It's problem solving right. in the movie. Just puzzle solving. Yeah. Because that's part of video games is figuring out the puzzle. Figuring Absolutely. out what you have to do in this room. Yeah, yeah, that's a very video gamey component. I yeah. really love that as well. I also one one fault that I do want to credit is I didn't really like the casting of the evil version of Sharon, which I think was a different girl. They looked different enough. Was it? I th- I th- feel like it was, unless just the makeup and the weird hair that they did made her look so different. That was my thought. Okay, that was what I re- imagined is that this girl's like. Yeah, just different, different girl. and it, it totally could be. But I really didn't like her performance as the evil one in a lot of points. It almost okay. seemed just kind of like silly and unconvincing. I do think it was the same person, so like she was maybe better as the daughter than she was the evil little spirit. I think so. I think she was better as the innocent, freaked out girl than yeah, no, the creepy enough. demonic one. I'm gonna look this up because I really do want to know if it was the same person or if it was yeah, no. multiple. Um, because, yeah, you, you, the instinct would be to cast the same person to be both fragments, but yeah, she yeah, yeah. just looked different enough. Um, so I'll find that when I find it. Um, overall, like, what do you think? I think it's got its merits. I think that, I think the weird atmospheric visuals are fantastic, but I think the fact that it doesn't really commit fully to that visual world, that it jumps around between... I guess part of it is inevitable because the story itself has the daylight world and the silent world. Yeah. But especially with the dad side plot, like that really took me out of it instead of like if they really kind of leaned into the artiness of it and really created a full atmosphere that you would just, that wouldn't let you go. 
this yeah. this is too much relief almost in, yeah? in this movie okay. to, to get truly terrified by how scary the the triangle faced dude is. Yeah. Um pyramid, and other similar elements. Pyramid head. Pyramid head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I think you could be right. Um there's I wonder cuz there's like to me I see like this is my idea of Silent Hill. And so it's like to present Silent Hill was this well done as a movie? Mm-hmm. And I think yes because like I do think that um the main component of the um the storytelling is that the mother wants to find the daughter right but there it's an adopted daughter and so i think that that really showcases that it's not your typical like not to not to make any comment about like you know biological um mm-hmm. parenthood versus um adopted parenthood but like um I don't when an adopt an adopted story. My sensibilities don't tell me that it's it's like exactly the same for both people. Like that, it's a choice sort of um sort of mm-hmm. uh, relationship, and that both of the parents having this relationship means that we need to see the father. Like we need to see why the mother is so invested. We need to see this little family unit being successful, right? In, yeah. in its way. And I thought like his like he was so into it, but he's like, we need to take her to a hospital. Like we, she needs to see a doctor. And the mother, who is correct. But like, yeah, no one in the world could ever have believed that, you know, does goes against his wishes and mm-hmm. like just won't let him know where she's going. And like he tries to stop her out of in her best interest, not because like, you know, he's against her. And anyway, so yeah. yeah, it does kind of lead to some of like the, the more dead aspects of the storytelling. And because of the nature of them going back and forth, mm-hmm. um, if the father's part wasn't in the story like the husband wasn't as much in the story they wouldn't need to do that as much and they could stay more in that world but if they were telling it just from the silent hills perspective and we never got out of there and it was just day and night there yeah i think the day there would become a lot less threatening or or the entirety of the plot would become a lot less threatening because the day there would be like mostly nothing happens yeah but when we can take the focus off of her in the daytime Mm -hmm. or off of the exposition when they meet the new anna character if we can put it on another character who isn't connected to that world, you can artificially sort of relieve the relief in a way. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like you can, in a way, the relief is happening to another character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not it's for us as the audience, sure, but like she's still just as much in hell, right? Right. I, I think it works, but I get hmm. that it is. You know, it's not a ten out of ten movie. It's got its awkwardnesses. It does. It does. Yeah. No, I fully. Yeah. Agree. That, and every time you sacrifice and one of those, you're sacrificing something else, right? So it's a you are. Big, it's a hard balance. It's and a compromise. Honestly, it's such an ambitious story that mm-hmm. I, I feel like this would have been like fought over in writing rooms and fought over sure. by producers to try to sure. figure out how to do this right, how to nail it. You know, like it's it yeah. definitely is a challenge. How did you find? I mean, you said you've watched it a lot. Have you watched it a lot recently? Oh did... no, I've I've seen it. Probably this is my second or third viewing. Okay, and so, it's been a while since probably yeah. those. Oh, definitely, ones. definitely, it's been yeah. quite so a while. So, what was, how did it um, jive with your memory? Exactly. Of it? Like, I, I did notice what you're saying. It was like a little long. You know, there mm-hmm. were moments where I'm like, can't wait till it's night again. Mm-hmm. Can't wait till that like <laughs> that air horn goes off and yeah. we get to go to the Shitsville and see Pyramid Head again. But then at the same time, like I was. Just, I love it. I love being in the world. And it was is exactly as satisfying seeing those monsters and that bullshit as I remembered. Right. You know, it was awesome and gorgeous. Like, mm-hmm. as as awkward as the movie has for all its, like, you know, scope shifting, right. going back and forth, those moments where it's on is the most beautiful thing to watch. And it's scary and it's 
It really weird. Is. I was I was locked in as fully as I ever have been in, in all of those moments. Those yeah. crazy visual moments. Those yeah, and and yeah. I guess that's just the type of movie. A movie that's good totally. when it's doing its thing, yeah. not as good when it's off. Like I, I want this movie to be even better than it is. Like that's how much I do really like it. So in And I almost want to rewrite the script. <laughs> <laughs> Here's all I would do it. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, opening shot on the mom waking up to an alarm that is reminiscent of the siren that comes later. So it's a little mm. bit of foreshadowing, right? Alarm kind of goes off. Boom. Nice. That's all I got right now. But that's what I would that's pretty good. play around with that. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on its way. And, and, just... and do some of the flat. I'd probably open with some of the exposition just because there is a lot of exposition you have to get out there. So if you can present the exposition in a way that you watch it and then after you know five minutes of it, you're like, I don't know what that was really. But then the actual narrative starts. Yeah. That'd be my... Yeah, it might be fun would, to play around with this. I would, um, for me, I would try to replicate as many of those um, shots as I could where, um, remember the, with the broken road where like it was just a chasm into nothing yeah. and they couldn't escape? Yes. But then at the end, she just drove over it. Beautifully. One of the greatest shots. I just Because you're watching so the car much. approach and you're like, is it going to fall off a cliff? What's happening? Yeah. And it what just coasts mean? through the fog. Yeah. It doesn't even really show the, that there's a road there. Yeah. But they The go fog, forward. and in fact, it's like, we've seen that shot before the, when she approached earlier. Yeah. But now it's way foggier. Mm-hmm. And you can't quite see the chasm, but you still see the shape of the chasm. Right. And that like line through the road that looks like where it's broken. And then she drives right over it and the headlights clear the fog and you can see the road. It's gorgeously beautiful. Yeah. I would do a lot of that, but earlier on in the story, have mm-hmm. a lot of triangular images that would turn into yeah. a head. See, yeah. so we're already thinking of, okay, the strength of this movie is its visual nature, and, and we want to throw those visual elements into, like, leading them, lead the viewer into them in subtle ways, yeah. like symbolism and imagery yeah. said in earlier. I think that could really... And set it up. And I think that, like, fits with our sensibilities right now, mm-hmm. but... There's something special about you walk in a room and like, the fuck am I looking at? Yeah. You know? That's the game thing. The first time you see Pyramid Head, that's huge. That's a huge moment. And they did an excellent job in this movie about like, maybe it's just me and I'm ready for it every time, but I'm like waiting to see him. I just want to see him. And then when you see him, he's just horrifying. That's cool. And tenacious and slow. I, I don't know if, like, I imagine it won't happen in the near future, but I bet you in 10 years or so, they will reattempt this and... Like in a more art housey direction, and it could be. I wonder. It could be great as well. I wonder if that's where they'll go, or if like the because like Silent Hill is still an active medium in the video game world. So like, they're still releasing titles. They're doing stuff. Yeah. Um, Man, so, as a VR experience, this holy would be shit! That's what we need. Man, the world just like dissolving around you. Yeah. And the world starts to dissolve. Sirens go off. Yeah. I mean, like. VR is incredibly exciting, but it's going to get even more exciting when we have it in warehouses, if the world doesn't just completely dissipate by it before then. We have (laughs) warehouses that are set up physically to be like the VR, so you actually, you're not stuck in a 10 by 10 space, but you're wandering through, like, whole towns and and villages, and there's real physical physical objects, because they set up physical walls to meet a certain layout of a game. So a certain warehouse will be like, you play this kind of game, you know what I mean? Yeah, they've just rendered in all of the shelves and the barriers exactly. and stuff, and you feel them Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, when that glitches out, though, when that, like, glitches out over a foot, you know, in, like, your visual thing, <laughs> yeah, and you can, like, reach through the wall, and then you feel it, you're like, that's weird. But, man, imagine even, like, the secrets in games. So some one thing that was so excited about, because my video game experience ends at, like, Nintendo 64. Yep. But what was so exciting about, like, Super Nintendo 
and stuff was those areas in, say, Super Mario World where it just looks like it's normal ground, but if you approach it, you can actually fall through and it's a secret tunnel. Yeah, or walk through. In yeah. VR World, if there's, like, walls that you just actually reach through and you can grab certain yeah. items, you know? Or you, so re- you reach your hands through, you're like, I can walk through this, I'm going through. And you walk through it and you're in a different world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be fucking awesome. Yeah, even Mario 64 had those things where, on a certain track, if you just veer too far left right at the start, it'll beam you way ahead in that yeah. lap. Yeah. It's like a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the best. That's yeah. awesome. In VR, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. I loved how video game-centric this uh, episode became. It's a very... It's the most video game-heavy episode we've had so far here on Texas... Texas Chris Dave's on Massacre. why you can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I can never say it. Just... I need to really focus to get that... Our, the title yeah. of our podcast that we've done for almost half a year now. Yeah. Knowingly that it's hard to say, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think for a line... Um, I mean, Pyramid Face was a pretty strong theme of our episode. Pyramid Head. Pyramid Head. <laughs> triangle Triangle Face. face. <laughs> um, yeah, uh... Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Stoner Boner. Holy shit, man. That, like, in the church, a giant barbed wire, hospital, bedridden, burn bad victim. person, burn victim, like, incredible. I did not see that coming at all, and that was the biggest... Surprise and pleasure of watching this movie. It was yeah. amazing. That climactic scene. And I was about to, to say... all those malnourished townsfolk in limbo. Right before <laughs> that happened, I was about to turn you and say, like, here we go. And I'm like... I'm no, glad no. you didn't. No, I'm no, glad no. you didn't. Let him see it. Yeah, it, really, right. it really let it just um, fully wash over me when it was happening. And, and yeah, even the townspeople, like, they, the makeup and costumes were great to show that, oh, these are souls in limbo. Yeah. That, like, can't accept their damnation and... Like, yeah. that's such an interesting idea to have. And they're all, like, living, breathing cultists at the same time, but they're in this, like, fucked yeah. up limbo existence. It's so fucking cool. It's cool. Um, I, I liked a lot of it. I think the 30% it has on Rotten Tomatoes is a little harsh. I think it's harsh. got a ton of merits. There are so many worse movies. There are, to get a better there are way movies. worse movies, yeah. It's just fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were really, like, important at first. But, okay, the main thing is that barbed wire, some of the barbed wire. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll get you with barbed wire or something. She'll get you with barbed wire. Sure. I like it. Yeah, she'll get you with barbed wire. All right. So anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to the, another episode of the Tex Chris Dave Saw Massacre. I have been David Stonebrough. I've been Tex Chris. Chris Vandenberg. And as always, Chaos Reigns, Chaos Reigns, Chaos Reigns, Chaos Reigns. She'll get you with barbed wire, chaos reigns. Detuned, but we'll see you next week, Scary Cats. See you later.